0: This morning, I want us to turn please back to uh, Romans 14 uh, Romans 14. I'm going to start reading uh, this, this morning at uh, Romans 14 verse 13, but then read through the end of, uh, through Romans 15 verse 7. Uh, this is a passage that uh, I believe brilliantly written, uh, wonderfully succinct uh, in, and, and deep in its, um, in its explanation of how, is it among other things, how we can treat people with whom we disagree in the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans 14, beginning at the 13th verse. Uh, Therefore, uh, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, Uh, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Because the eating is not from faith, for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. This is God's word. Let me again pray briefly for the spirits work among us. Father in heaven, we thank you for this word, and we pray the ministry of your spirit in our hearts this day, that we may be both humbled and encouraged in a life of faithfulness to you. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, the problem, the problem uh, in the Roman church was one of division. Uh, There were uh, Jewish Christians who still had scruples about what they would eat, their diet, as well as uh, certain days that they would honor. They had a problem of conscience. Uh, They had a weak and untrained conscience. A conscience not adequately instructed and formed by the Word of God. They were weak in faith in that respect. Their faith was not resting as securely on the truth of God's revelation as it should have been. They didn't get it that Jesus, in fact, fulfilled the Old Covenant uh, ceremonies. They were convinced that meat was unclean, even though Jesus had declared it to be clean. Now, our problem today uh, is not one of an an over-sensitive conscience about doubtful things. But it's how to understand and apply God's word in this COVID world in which we live. How do we treat people with whom we disagree? Um, How do we live with people who are vulnerable to getting sick or in our minds think they are vulnerable? But in our minds, some might say, it's simply not that dangerous. Do you see how you, how you phrase this dilemma? It says a great deal of what you believe the real dangers to be. And this can create rigid um, disagreement. Uh, this rigid disagreement can tear at the fabric of church unity. Now, I want to step back for just a moment and, and, and uh, enable us to once again see the larger picture here, beginning in the 14th uh, chapter, verse 1. There is a movement to Paul's argument down through chapter 5, verse 13. There's a movement to his argument. Um, It is is beautiful. Uh, It is intentional. It is logical. It is driven by the gospel. And, my dear friends, it is possible for us to live in accordance with it. Lovely thing, lovely thing. In the first 12 verses of chapter 14, I, I named this section the gospel welcome. We are to welcome one another even as God has welcomed us. And in particular, we are to welcome those with whom we have uh, disagreement in secondary matters. And in Paul says, in fact, don't judge them um, even if they are wrong in those secondary issues. Don't judge them. Jesus is their master and not you, and God is their judge and not you. So don't don't judge. Start with that. And if you if you don't get that part, the rest of the passage doesn't work. That's the foundation. And so today the section we look at, verses thirteen to twenty three, all right, then remove any stumbling blocks before a brother. Uh, Seek to build them up and, in fact, seek first the kingdom of God. First of all, seek his kingdom. And then we'll see next week what we can call the gospel glory in in chapters uh, 15, verses 1 through 13. We have to serve one another because of the way that Christ has served us. Given himself for us. And we serve each other for the glory of God. As the outside world looks in upon us. Now, I want to say uh, by one other uh, comment by way of introduction here is that uh, the way we're going to be unfolding this passage is not simply starting with the first verse and then working through verse by verse by verse. Um, um, Actually, it's going to be more like a cone. Um, we're, We're going to be we're going to be looking at the first couple of verses that really say something quite similar to the last couple of verses. And so, and so we're going to talk about the first and last verses first. And then, and then in the middle section, we're, we're going to look at a couple of verses towards the beginning and then three verses towards the end. And then finally, we're going to get to verses 17 and 18, which is the very center of the passage. And it is the main point that the kingdom of God is not a matter of food or drink, but it is a matter of righteousness with the goal of peace and joy in Christ. To live uh, for uh, the kingdom of God. Well then, let us pursue love by, first of all, uh, putting no stumbling blocks in front of others. Putting no stumbling blocks in front of others. This is verses 13 and 14 as well as verses 22 and 23. Look with me carefully at verse 13. It says, therefore, let us not pass judgments on one another. Oh, how easy that is to do. It's just about as natural as breathing. It is hard not to make judgment on other people when you are convinced that you are right and the stakes are high. But there's a play on words here that's fascinating. Therefore, do not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather, the word in the ESV is decide, but it actually is that same word judge again. Rather, judge only this. This is the only judgment you are to make. How is it that I can live with my brother or sister with no stumbling stone in the way? That's the judgment you are to make. How can I live with another by causing no harm? How can I live with another without hindering their faith or their walk at all? That's the only judgment in this passage the Lord calls us to make. And so it is, that passage in Leviticus 19. It's a great picture. It's really describing the fact that individuals have both the power and the opportunity to create havoc in the lives of other people. To put stumbling blocks in the lives of other people. You can, but Paul says, don't do it. You can, but Moses says, don't do it. Put a stumbling block in front of a brother. Moses talks about a blind person. Don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind person so he trips. It's amazing Moses has to say that or the Lord has to say that to us as if it's not obvious. A person is, is deaf. Don't demean him with your language by cursing or name-calling. Seek not to put a stumbling block in front of another. Um, we, we had in our, um, in our old church, we had an annual fall festival uh, it was not a worship service. It was more of a, uh, well, to be frank, a Halloween substitute. Okay, and uh, and and it was it was kind of a, it was a fun thing. And one year we had we had well one of our our church um, musical groups um, uh, put together um, a, a set of of um, rock and roll songs that they were going to play at this fall festival. And they worked really hard at get at at. Uh, at Putting this set together, they were great musicians, and and these guys were, and and girl were, um, were going to be coming. They were going to be putting putting on some uh, some costumes, and one guy had a wig, and and they were they were really excited about about the about this thing. And um, and and then one family um, came up to them when he heard about it. He said he said, um, we think that um, all rock and roll is evil. Of the devil. And if you play those songs, we can't come. And the leader of that group said to him immediately, Well, then of course we won't. No hesitation, no grumbling. The weaker brother says, That's sin. Even though it's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, the weaker brother says that's sin, even though it's not. And the stronger brother knew that it wasn't, but he said, Of course, we won't play. A very simple principle here Um, you being here with us is more important than our right to play. Unity is more important than individual freedom. Well, the question comes to us then is how do we relate to a widely varying views of, of living with, with COVID? There is not, a direct, there is not a, a direct line application because this, as I've said, is not in the same sense that Paul's talking about the weaker and stronger brother. This is not, this is not just that same circumstance. In fact, we can be, those of us who are older, those of us who have compromised health conditions, we can be a weaker brother in one sense without being the weaker brother or sister. do you hear what I'm saying? We can be older and more vulnerable without being in the sense of Romans 14 that weaker brother but there are principles that can help us walk through this look with me at verse 22 now towards the end of that uh, towards the end of that section um, Keep, Paul says here, keep even your correct views to yourself and just keep it between you and God. And it's a good thing if you have the wisdom to be able to approve of what is right, what is consistent with the scripture. That is a good thing, but even that, keep between you and God. Uh, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. That's startling, isn't it? We normally think that God would want us to go correct everyone around us who isn't lining up with what the Scripture teaches. But he's saying He's not saying that in this case. That weaker brother cannot see. Leave him in God's hands. Leave them in God's hands. And, and of that, of that uh, weaker brother, um, if, if, you, if you eat, if you listen to, um, to Beatles tunes, thinking it's wrong, for you it is wrong. Whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith, for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So one thing that we might say in this our current circumstance is don't seek to correct especially people who are rigid in their views. It's don't seek first of all to correct them, but we seek to protect out of love. Whatever you do, of course don't put a weaker brother or sister in a vulnerable position. Lean over backwards to protect her. Well, the second section here goes on to say, Okay, then, we're going, not going to put stumbling blocks in front. We're, in, we're not going to destroy, but we're going to build up. We're not going to destroy, but build up. Uh, again, in verses 15 and 16, um, do not hurt or grieve your brother or sister. If your brother or sister is grieved by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. <laughs> the scene in my mind is, is one uh, back in that, in that Roman church um, where you've got, you've got someone who's eating a BLT um, right in front of a formerly kosher Jewish person Kind of just to goad him. Kind of just to irritate him a little bit. Uh, This this person is kosher by conscience, and so to eat that sandwich in front of him is simply rude. You could just as easily have a lamb burger. I mean, it's not that complicated. Is it an attitude of taunting or boasting? Uh, Live out your freedom as I do. What's wrong with you? Um, wake up, or is it a matter simply of thoughtlessness? Not even realizing how you're aggravating the other person. But listen, if you are free to eat a BLT, you are also free not to. And so why eat it? If it is, in fact, aggravating one of these Jewish Christians with a weaker conscience. See, so one of the reasons that Paul argues for that, we see in verse 16, is that, is that if you misuse something that is, that is good in and of itself, you will give it a bad reputation. And people will then have a distorted view of the good things that God has made. Do you see that in, in, verse, in verse 16? So do not let what you regard as good to be spoken of as evil, to be misused and distorted in that way. Honor God's creation. How do you think my friend at my old church would have felt if the boys in the band just said to him, Loosen up! Get it together like we do! And enjoy all kinds of music! What's wrong with you? Some of us might have had thoughts like that in our hearts. My my other friend did not have those thoughts, by God's grace. See, you can be technically correct and thoroughly wrong at the same time. We are to welcome um, those in particular with whom we do not agree. And I think that is, again, a call for humility in this COVID time. Some will say it is simply not a big problem and just loosen up, be like me. I think that is a, a wrong platform to begin with. We need to be humble enough, first of all, and I want to deal with this in terms of, think of this primarily in terms of the disease, not in terms of of the political um, excitement and chatter that circulates around it. To be humble enough to recognize that you, that I, might be an asymptomatic carrier. And so our purpose is simply to walk in love, or we are in danger of potentially the, destroying the one for whom Christ died. And so we don't grieve. We seek not to grieve a brother or sister, but to do what you precious people are doing in this room right now, with these funny masks in front of your face. Out of love um, for others. Verses 19 and 21 also speak about of not wanting to hurt the church. In fact, you'll notice that it's the same language, the same word, at least in our English translations. Uh, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died, verse fifteen. And then down in verse nineteen or verse twenty, do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Sounds like it's the same word, but it's not in Greek. It's actually in this second section in verse twenty. It's a word that Uh, That speaks of the destruction of a building, like tearing down a building. And so here it has the corporate picture of of preserving the church of God. Don't destroy the work of God, the church of God. God's new house, this new building. Because the goal is for there to be peace in the church and mutual upbuilding. That's the goal of the passage, for there to be peace in the church and mutual upbuilding. It's what we promote when we come together like this. And if we choose instead out of some sort of a, a desire to register our complaint or our opposition to a view, that doesn't make for peace. So don't allow tiny things to destroy the work of God. The stronger brother says, you're right, everything is clean. Everything is clean. But in a public setting, with weaker and stronger brothers around, it is the weaker brother who chooses the menu, the literal menu, what you eat. Because the goal is peace. It is the weaker brother who picks the music at the fall festival. Because the goal is peace. And so it is the physically weaker people here who set the standard for protection because the goal is peace. The goal is peace in the body and mutual upbuilding. We do what we can to welcome all, young and old, weak and strong. A friend uh, wrote in a letter recently uh, that churches should be the most inclusive of all places. And I think that is correct. The most inclusive. The most willing to be uncomfortable for the sake of others. And your being here is important for the glory of God and for your brothers and sisters. Following guidelines is also important So even the vulnerable are safe and can feel safe. All that now to get to the final point, the point of the cone in verses 17 and 18. Desiring the kingdom, truly desiring the kingdom above all else. The kingdom of God, uh, one writer described it in this context in these words, God's gracious rule through Christ by the Spirit in the lives of His people bringing joyous salvation and radical obedience. The gracious work of the triune God bringing life into His people bringing joyous salvation and radical obedience. So what principle directs you? What principle guides Your choices. Are are you one that will insist on your personal freedom, your individual freedom and your constitutional rights? Was freedom for the Roman Christians to eat and drink, was that their strongest desire? The liberty of conscience, no matter the effect on other people around them? No, they did not elevate their personal liberty above love for persons. They did not elevate their personal liberty out of love for persons. And the boys in the band at my old church, did they cling to their freedom to play Beatles music? They put love for persons over personal liberty. And so what kingdom principle directs our decisions during this COVID response? I don't think it's useful, personally, I don't think it's useful to wrangle about government overreach or not. I don't think it's useful to try to demote or promote a particular political view. The kingdom of God, rather, is not a matter of eating or drinking. The kingdom of God is not a matter of wearing or not wearing a mask. It is God's gracious rule through Christ for a joyful salvation and radical obedience, radical love for one another. So what does this righteousness look like? That's what we're to judge, remember. What, if we're, we're going to judge one thing, it's this. What does righteousness look like in my regard for and care for other people? How can we best express love to God and each other, displaying the unity of the church? Let me say that again. How can we best express love to God and each other, displaying the unity of the church? As Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I was very moved, uh, been very moved in recent, um, recent weeks as the elders have met together. And recently we saw a list of, of literally dozens of older people and people with some kind of of compromise in their in their physical systems. And um, the idea was how out of concern and to see their names on that on that sheet was both humbling and encouraging. Lord, you're calling us to care for these sheep. And and I bless you for that opportunity. And, and so the decision made to set up a building uh, to allow as many people as possible uh, to come to worship love people by removing obstacles that would keep them away. A conversation that I envision having over the next couple of weeks with certain individuals is, is there something that we can do that would enable you to join us if you've not been able so far? Just ask the question. Find out. It could be that the guidelines would need to be adjusted. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, tending the hearts and well-being of God's people. The goal of peace. The goal of mutual upbuilding. Children, um, children, you're sitting here um, with a mask on your face and that is uncomfortable. I get that. I get it. I'll be putting mine back on in just a moment. But do you know why you're doing it? I want to thank you first of all. And even though it's uncomfortable, you are it's helping to keep others safe. So thank you. It's meaningful. It's eternally significant. You see, Jesus was the scandalon. Jesus was the rock of stumbling. And many, many people tripped over him, not wanting to believe in him, But Jesus, this stumbling stone, was also the foundation stone of the building of the temple that would be people brought together for the glory of God. And in this church, we want there to be one stone of stumbling. And only one. And that is Jesus Himself. And not us, but Jesus Himself. Thank God that He was broken for us. Make us part of his temple so that we too may now have peace with God and peace with one another. Remember, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, of peace, and of joy. May God grant us just the wisdom to walk in these times for the glory of God, loving, loving the call to obedience let's pray Father in heaven we are grateful um, for today a time to see faces of those we love and to um, be in your presence uh, with the, the beauty of your word um, the precision of it and the freedom that we have as your people then to walk in, in faith and in obedience. So thank you for today. Thank you for Sabbath. Thank you for rest in you. We pray that you would strengthen us as your people um, to live, um, to, to put our unity ahead of anything else that might divide. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.